0: got is all rats from 1995 and that stars jeremy london and oddly enough his brother is in dazed and confused that we already talked about and it also stars jason lee
1: yeah jeremy london not to be confused with jason london
0: yes right
1: <laughs> and if you can't tell them apart neither can i because they're twins
0: right. yes exactly uh so just a brief synopsis Two friends who recently broke up with their girlfriends hang out at their favorite local shopping center. And that's very high level, but... That, dot, dot, ridiculous. dot,
1: hilarity in
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yes, yes. My,
1: mine was two slackers hang out all day at the mall to blow off steam after their girlfriends dumped them.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is it is true. It's, it's, it's all it is. is. <laughs> yeah, it which, really
1: is. Which, again, just like clerks... It's essentially a movie about slackers hanging out, having funny conversations and shenanigans. And, you know, in this case, they went from the convenience store to the mall.
0: (laughs) Right. That's it.
1: That's really it. He now has a bigger budget because this was, you know, being financed by, I forget the production company. Mm, Uh, I I want to say Warner Brothers because I don't think he was making movies for Miramax. Regularly yet, um, Gramercy, I was way off. Who knows? Um, but uh, uh, but yeah. So for this movie, I think he had about a six million dollar budget, and he was like six million dollars. Why do we need six million dollars? I made a movie for twenty seven thousand. To which the studio said that wasn't a real movie, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, okay." So yeah, so yeah. this one. And it's funny, it's $6 million, which is, you know, ex- exponentially more than his last one. And yet, in terms of a lot of the acting and stuff, sorry, I have a cat creating chaos over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, besides uh, uh, you know, besides the, the high budget and, you know, now they're in color and all that, mm-hmm. uh, there's still a lot of like bad acting in this movie (laughs) like like the main stars are fine but again he peppers in like his friends and family throughout in like these little tiny roles and a lot of them are like like i I don't remember if if you or i don't know if you remember the scene where they're backstage of the game show and Mm. the security guard Uh, is played by this woman who who goes whatever and like in this really exaggerated way (laughs) it's like (laughs) it was like the worst acting you've ever seen that's actually the script director that he just threw on camera for a minute God (laughs) or the script supervisor or whatever something like that so it's it's more of that which you know again is something that just keeps coming up in all his movies as he loves putting his friends and family on camera but right uh, yeah. So that one was, as you said, it was Jeremy London, Jason Lee, in his first uh, major movie role, uh, former professional skateboarder. At that time, he was actually a pro skateboarder uh, that was trying to become an actor. Um, Jason Muse, re- and he and Jason Muse reprised their roles as Jay and Silent Bob, which, fun fact, the studio desperately wanted him to cast Seth Green in the role as Jay. They didn't, I- I didn't want hear Jason Muse. And. Yep. He ultimately and Seth Green was like a hot item at the time that was going to be kind of something to get people in the stands or in the seats, too. Mm -hmm. And he ended up or maybe he was an up and coming, you know, funny guy or whatever it was. But he ended up actually like having to fly Jason Mewes out on his own dollar. And putting him on camera and like, he was basically like, dude, they do not want me to cast you. They don't want to give you your role as you. You have to crush this. You cannot flub a line. You have to like knock this out of the park. You're going to get one chance. And if you blow this, they're casting Seth Green. And he showed up and he was like practiced and rehearsed. He had every line memorized and he nailed it. And hmm. the studio was like, okay, fine. He can do it. And he was like, thank God it's not Jay without Jay. <laughs> like, right. You know, like I can't even imagine what Seth Green would have been like. Like, I'm sure he would have been funny, but it wouldn't yeah. have been the same. You know, it wouldn't have been no, the Jay that have have been, we all have, have come have to like, know and love. You know, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, it has a, a whole slew of other people, uh, some in, in big roles, some in, or, you know, big roles and others, but there's Joey Lohan and Adams, Michael Rooker. Uh, ben Affleck playing at that time, relatively unknown, but playing yet another big bully, which was mm-hmm. like he was kind of getting typecast at the time. Uh, one of the
0: biggest douchebags of all time, it seems like. <laughs> right, right.
1: Claire Forlani uh, plays one of the uh, uh, the girlfriends. Uh, Shannon Doherty, who was really, I think, the big name pull at the time. When they got her for the role, it was kind of a, you know, put her on the movie poster kind of thing and get people in the seats. Um, But yeah, so the other big difference I would say between the fact that it's in color and set in a mall is that. This movie they trade in Star Wars references for comic books and they lean heavily into the comic book references. Yes, that's Again, what I was gonna say. Before yep. the MCU was a thing and before Stan Lee was showing up in every, you know, in four movies a year and cameos, Stan Lee shows up. And at the time it was like if you were a comic book reader, it was like, Holy shit, that's Stan Lee. That's the right. Stan Lee. <laughs>
0: you know? yeah. yeah, it's I mean that's just it's it's fucking great. I love it from the get-go. It's like all comic booky and it's like Jason Lee is the his character. Is it is it Banky or is it
1: uh Brody. 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 Ba- okay. Banky, com- Banky, Banky comes along chasing and Jason Amy. Amy. Okay. Yep. So, this one's Brody.
0: Yeah, he's like this huge comic book fan. He's you know, he's a video gamer and you know, all this stuff, and it's like he just it's like I, I just absolutely love how and obviously there's a point in the movie where they make a uh, Michael Keaton Batman reference where they're like Jay and Silent Bob are shooting uh, a yep. grapple a grapnel over you know like onto the roof of the mall or something and it's highly enjoyable. I really.
1: They, I think fan. they even take a line right out of Batman. Right when he says, "Where do you get all these wonderful toys?" Yeah, wasn't that in in the movie?
0: Yeah, the Joker says it. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so this is uh, the the thing that that really gets me though about this movie. I think, and what started to really pull me in to the whole Kevin Smith universe was this was like the birth of really the that View esque universe, right the mm-hmm. the 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 tying the movies together. Because there was one scene in the mall where she mentions Rick Darris, and if you remember, Rick Darris was the guy in Clerks with the weightlifting belt. That was oh. the character Rick Darris. and wow. so played by a friend of his or whatever. But like mm-hmm. that was a connection. He used the same name, but I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that's the only one until. Uh, well, I shouldn't say until because there was one before it in the movie. But the original, the original screenplay and the original cut of the movie even really had this super long like half hour long scene at the beginning where they were at this like governor's banquet or something Mm -hmm. and you know like chaos ensues he screwed the the main character screws up something for michael rooker's character and that's why michael rooker hates him so much uh and is trying to break him and his daughter up or whatever um but in test screenings People complain that it's called Mall Rats, but it takes a half hour to even get to a mall like these guys. This, the opening scene dragged out way too long and it's on one of the special edition DVDs. You can watch it, or probably a couple of them, and it's really not a very good scene. You can see why they cut it out because it's yeah. too long. Uh, so they went back and they reshot that scene with uh, him or with. Jeremy London and Claire Forlani in her, in her driveway when he drives up and he's like going to take her to Florida. That mm-hmm. was added basically to replace in a two-minute scene the entire 30-minute sequence and get them to the mall quicker. So he shot that after the fact. They went back in post-production after the, the first one tested poorly, shot that, and he references the Julie Dwyer dying in the YMCA thing that was the second reference that was a callback. And that was really the moment that he considers where the, like the viewers universe was born where he was like, I want to keep doing this. This was, this is funny. I just tied Mm -hmm. these two things. And like, it wasn't just referencing a name. (laughs) It was referencing an entire, you know, an entire off-screen scene that happened that played a part in that first movie. Right. They go to her funeral at one point. So in this one, the fact that she died, you find out why she was swimming laps in the pool, and then it serves mm-hmm. as a catalyst as to why Claire Forlani has to be in uh has to be in this game show of her father's, right to to take the right. place of the and, and 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 again, I'm probably getting way too in the weeds here, but if you if you watch that scene when they're actually doing the game show, in a couple of parts, the set on Claire Forlani's side looks way darker and a little bit different it's because they had to reshoot some of those scenes several months later to remove references to the governor's banquet incident at the beginning and throughout the movie there's a few spots where like the i don't know what what they call it in movie lingo but like the the voiceover or the sound you know whatever like because you know it's not always actually the Characters that are talking on screen, what you're hearing isn't necessarily.
0: Oh, you mean like adr where they dub it in?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of scenes where it doesn't quite match up. Right. Or it's just zoomed out far enough that it's kind of hard to tell anyway. Like the guy in the parking lot who runs up and says, Aren't you the guy who just broke up with so and so? And he punches (sighs) him. It was actually he again, he referenced the governor's banquet thing and they had to dub in a different line. Right right there <laughs> so there's like little things like that happen throughout the movie if you if you watch it enough times you'll catch them
0: <laughs> <laughs> right so apparently that's no doubt in my mind um so i i guess i i i have to mention that jason lee is my favorite part of this movie probably i mean like oh yeah he steals the show for sure he's so great and he has i our particular moment i have to mention is. He's he's sitting on this bench with I think it's like the the girl that's doing stories on
1: Trish the Dish
0: Trish the Dish <laughs> yes so she, they're sitting on this bench and he looks over and sees a child like sitting on the escalator and he just goes off about this fucking escalator it's like he, he's he's like <laughs> yes I I fucking love it like it's one of my favorite moments it's like. He he just he's like uh, he's he says I hope his oh no that's right they're going up the escalator yeah, and yeah. he's on the bench later yep, yep. when he says the kid's back on the escalator yeah. again but he says like he notices the kid and he says. I hope his pants get caught and a bloodbath ensues. <laughs> and like, what? Like
1: yeah, yeah. his buddy even says, like, what is with you? Right.
0: <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like, don't don't get me wrong. I don't wish the child any harm, but his mother should have to suffer that ordeal to learn how to manage her child. And it's like, oh my <laughs> yes, God. Yes, yes yeah. later
1: when he's on the bench, he sees he looks over and he gets distracted and he gets all angry. He goes, That kid is back on the escalator again and he yes. keeps getting pissed about it until right. at one point you see a bunch of medics go running past yeah. saying there's an incident on the escalator. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so fucking perfect. Um <laughs> uh, the the I don't know what those things are called those those like magic eye things. The guy yeah, that's the like magic eye posters, yeah. Yeah. Will and <laughs> like it's funny because like for the longest time, yeah. I couldn't do them either. Like I yeah. didn't know what the trick was. And I learned how to do the trick when I was working third shift and I had nothing better to do on my weekends. I learned how to see what was in the picture. And then ironically, I would like lose my eye like a year later. So like that skill completely went to waste. But, you know, I mean, but it's still hilarious because it's like people keep walking up and almost instantly saying, oh, it's a sailboat. And he's like, Damn it. Like, yes. get the fuck out of here. Like Jesus. Like, yeah. so furious.
1: Uh, yeah, don't for, don't forget the little kid though who says it's a schooner. Yes. He He's... says and he just says you dumb bastard. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a schooner, it's a sailboat.
0: <laughs> a schooner is a sailboat. Oh yeah. god.
1: Yeah, played by Ethan Suplee <laughs> in a great Ethan. role. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Ethan Suplee yeah. is
0: his name. I forgot. Yep. Okay. So I mean yeah, there. it's it's kind of like the customers coming into the quick stop. It's like you get little glimpses of all these friends around the mall yep. that are, they all have their little quirks and things like that. I, I guess I, we mentioned Ben Affleck playing the asshole, right? But like so aggressively. So like he's such, such a bad guy in this yes. movie. Like, I mean, he's, I don't even, I don't know what he had even been in, like, I know he was in some after school special he, before this, but he like, was
1: in days and confused before it. He played. A oh, bully. that's right. That's yeah, right. He played. Yeah.
0: yeah. He played O'Banion or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. I was,
1: he played as, as he says, he played literally the only unlikable character in that entire movie.
0: Right. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. He was on his way to being typecast uh, until he got the movie or the, the role that we'll talk about in the next movie, which really was kind of one of his uh, uh, breaks, but, um, But, yeah, one of the other things that I, I love about this movie, so so besides, you know, getting away from, like, the plot itself and everything, going mm. back to, like, the dialogue that I think is really what early on was Kevin Smith's hook was, like, really good dialogue and self-referential jokes and things that – callbacks and things that came around. So, like, you know – the The fact that speaking of Ben Affleck's character, he keeps they keep using that that phrase. He uses their vulnerability to screw them in a relatively uncomfortable place, <laughs> and everybody says what like the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> you know, little things like that. Right. And if you watch that movie, and I think it's one of the reasons why we kind of always had it on loop was not just you know those little quips and the one liners and the dialogue, but also there's it's full of Easter eggs, like little right. things if you. If you pay attention, and again, if you watch it a thousand times, like we had it on, uh, like I've said a million times, you know, in the background in my dorm, like that whole freshman year, like at one point it looks like there's an Oompa Loompa on the set. Like somebody is literally dressed like an Oompa Loompa that's, that's building the stage set. Um, the gerbils sign in the, uh, pet store window, you know, that harkens back to the story that he tells in the voiceover in the very beginning of the movie about his cousin Walter getting a cat stuck in his ass because Mm. he's trying to get the gerbil out right (laughs) and uh and if you look at their clothes like the the, there's a Henry Hudson t-shirt which is the high school he went to um there's a clerk's hat that Jeremy London puts on at one point when they go to the dirt mall uh, and he takes it off and he looks at it and he has this like look of disgust and throws it down. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh uh when when uh, they see Fanboy and Steve Dave, Walt Flanagan and Brian Johnson when they see them at line in line at the comic book store and they get in that fight with him and that's the first time you hear the line tell him Steve Dave which comes up <laughs> in multiple movies later and is now by the way side side tangent those two guys have a podcast with Brian Quinn from Impact and Practical Jokers that they've had since about 2009 or t- 2010. They're, they're mm-hmm. up over like five or 600 episodes at this point, and it's called Tell 'em Steve Dave. And it's just those guys. And it's, I've been listening for like since about episode seven, I think, and it's my favorite podcast. But anyway, <laughs> if, if you see like that, Walt Flanagan's character is wearing a view askew hockey jersey. Um, mm-hmm. Even like, Ben Affleck's character is Shannon Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Shannon Doherty had just gotten married to a guy whose last name was Hamilton. She didn't take his name because she was already a movie star, but had she taken his name, her name would have been Shannon Hamilton. And like, that's how they came up with that name. Uh, and just like her, uh, her also her dress keeps changing. And like every scene, if you notice she's wearing a different dress, I read something sort about of this, similar, yeah. Yeah. but, but different in almost every scene. Somebody is wearing a flannel shirt or like has a flannel shirt tied around their waist. Like okay. constantly. there's flannel shirts everywhere. I mean, granted it was 1995, <laughs> but like, right. it was like a thing that he kept putting into the, the scenes. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there's a Degrassi junior high. Jacket at one point that you see because he was a huge Degrassi fan. Uh, There's just like, there's all these little Easter eggs throughout the entire movie. And I don't know that I had ever seen a movie at that time, me personally, that was filled with these little inside jokes. And then if you listen to the commentary, he'd be pointing them out. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, who does this? This is great. Like, basically, and again, it's one of these characteristics that I think has again and again drawn me to kevin smith movies is that as the filmmaker and you know writer director he's having as much fun making these movies as anybody watching them or working on them or whatever like it's oh, just yeah. like a playground for him like he's just doing these things because screw it i want to see this in in my movie so i'm going to do it you know right which like i don't know I, I, it's it's a I it's i find it very endearing
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah it's a very cool thing to do and it's 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 just a service to fans as mm-hmm. time goes on. It's just better and better because it's like, oh, hey, he did this, you know.
1: But, and it makes you can like catch the little things on subsequent viewings, you know. You, right. You keep seeing these little, oh, I, I didn't catch that before. Um, and like even the, uh, you know, Brody characters car- carrying around that little Dixie cup through the mall <laughs> the whole time with with popping it. He uh, that's directly much like clerks was written on you know was inspired by real friends and events uh the dixie cup and mole rats in general was similarly based on like conversations he and his, he and his friends would have and things they would do and so the brody character was straight up based on walt flanagan and apparently one time he picked up walt to go to a comic book convention somewhere in New Jersey. And he got into the car with his little Dixie cup of pop and he managed to like nurse it the entire time they were at the, the comic book <laughs> convention. And so he just lifted that right out of real life and was like, here, have Brody carrying around this little cup. <laughs>
0: <All> right.
1: <laughs> so, you know, these little I mean, things.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Um, I, I guess the only thing I really wanted to mention I don't really have anything else is that I am not a particularly big fan of Blair Forlani or Shannon Doherty especially in this like I don't think their characters are particularly good mm-hmm. like I I Claire Forlani is like just she's like bland to me like I don't I that's like the mm-hmm. the big drawback is it's like I get it. He wants to go back to her, but I'm just like, she's also not that great. Like, I just don't, I don't see what her appeal is. I don't, know. I mean, that's, that's my, my only major gripe is, is those two. And it's unfortunate because they're
1: the two female leads, but like, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I think, uh, you know, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this is just a reflection of the fact that like he's, most of the writing is from his own experiences. Uh, and he's, he's a dude that's a comic book nerd, right? right so like maybe right. he doesn't write them that well in that it's, sense.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely possible. But I, I uh, yeah,
1: I, I would say, though, that as as you are wanting to note in most of your other podcasts, I would note them both down as super hot in that movie.
0: They are, yeah, they're good looking for sure. I won't deny that. Yeah,
1: I think they were both at their peak as well, you know. You right. Know what, 20-something, you know, movie stars oh, and <laughs> starlets, yeah. right? Um, absolutely like i said earlier shannon doherty was like straight up a draw for the movie you know they when they got her to do the movie it was like a get right right um, so yeah i would definitely say uh speaking of cons you know kind of the, some of the acting by by some of the non-leads uh but other than that i mean there's for me there's it, it's it's an imperfect movie but there's not much bad i have to say about it really i just right. find it like endlessly enjoyable. Um and you know, the pros, I mean it's genuinely funny. I think it's as light as it should be. It doesn't get quite as dark as Clerks gets. You right. know, I mean Clerks really gets dark in a couple of spots. It does. Right? Yes. It really gets dark. Uh but this is like it's it's endlessly quotable. It's super rewatchable. Um and so I mean even though like I said I I, I can't deny it's a flawed movie. Um and it you know just something a about it, you know, maybe it's just because I've seen it so many times, but I just love that movie. So I, 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 I give mean, it a B plus. Um, I just I, I won't quite give it an A, even though I like it so much, because I think objectively it's hard for me to. But I I I also I feel like giving it a B is is uh, being unfair to it, considering how much I enjoy it. Um, so I settle on B plus.
0: Uh, well, I. Gave it a B. Um, I, I too really enjoy this movie. Obviously a lot of great comedy in it. It is like deliberately cheesy in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I really, I I like that he kind of went all in on some of that stuff. And it's like, it, it really. Yeah.
1: It's kind cheesy of, it makes, in the right way. Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. It,
0: it makes the movie different. Like, it's not like a bunch of other movies that I've ever seen that the way people behave and the dialogue and things like that. It's just, it's different, but I mean, I really do. I enjoy it aside from, you know, as I mentioned, the whole uh, Claire Forlani and Shannon Doherty, just not my cup of tea, but yeah, I I give it a, a B rating. at random reviews artwork theme music and podcast are written performed recorded engineered directed and produced by brandon griffiths in association with brandon at random reviews entertainment